0: It's podcasts about music, art, film, like excellence, 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 excellence. Can't forget. forget about community therapy, film and TV. It's about to go down. I think you better get ready now. right
1: now. to the Soul Savittance Podcast. Your host, Q Lynn. We got some more guests on. I ain't in my pajamas this time because I usually don't do, I, I usually don't uh, <laughs> get dressed up for y'all when I do solo episodes. And so I was kind of glad I got to dress up a little bit because I was getting homely, getting too used to not dressing up. But we got two special guests on. Podcasters, fantastic pod- musical podcast. Just, just great, knowledgeable guests they have great energy just just a fun time i already know it's gonna be a good episode because they they always have a good time and and every time i see their youtube channel uh i'm just gonna get to it The just two great podcasters from the r&b representatives y'all y'all give it up right now for the r&b representatives mr jr and elise how y'all doing
2: are fine fine
1: <laughs> look man i I was like, man, I gotta get y'all on. I've been trying to do this for a hot minute. I don't know how long yeah. it's been, but we here now. And so usually when I have, cause I interview all kinds of people, fashion designers, film producers, TV producers, but I love having musical oriented guests on. And so whenever I do have musical oriented guests on whether like musicians or singers or music heads, all that stuff, I love to start this segment I call the uh, musical Genesis. Uh, basically getting to the beginning of y'all story it's kind of blasphemous but I like the title I think it's cool so I just say musical genesis or whatever but just to, <laughs> just to get to the beginning I guess I should say I, before we even get to y'all podcast uh, just just um, y'all relationship with music what was y'all first introduction Who's uh, not necessarily if it's your favorite artist but who do you what's your first introduction into music who was your first introduction to music let me say that
2: Oh, uh, shoot. Um, shoot, you want to go first, sis?
3: <laughs> I'm trying to think. My early music memories are probably, probably like Jackson 5, honestly. Um, Jackson 5 slash Michael Jackson. Um, a lot of... I'm trying to think of what I heard a lot of. A lot of... A lot of '70s group, uh, a lot of OJs, a lot of um, yeah, stuff like that. So, so, so basically, Motown and Philadelphia were um, okay. records. Was kind of my intro into it's the first music I really remember being excited about. That, De- but definitely Jackson Five. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, so mine was probably around two years old when my Grandparents would play live at the Copa. Sam Cooke, and that was kind of like my, like, they started realizing that, wait a minute, he's listening to this a lot more than normal. Normally, he's running around the house, but now he's stopping. And I can kind of remember that being played as a kid. But once I got older, it was definitely Motown. Everybody knows that I love Motown. It's my favorite because of my mom. My mom is such a Motown 60s head. So it was like she would play that a lot when she was in college. And they had a radio station that Mm -hmm. they would play that on. And they would play a lot of that. And I wanted to know the lyrics like her. like she Mm -hmm. knew every Motown record. And right after then, it was Mm kind of like, I wanted to learn that. So it really starts from, I'ma say, Sam Cooke. And once I got like five, six years old, it became Motown and then I went from there and then I took it from there.
1: Man, you sound like me. I don't know if it was like this for y'all, but when I was growing up, like I'm an eighties baby, like nineties kid. The their music my parents and all them listened to I thought that was new music so <laughs> it was like a uh, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles it was like oh yeah they just came out with a new world temptation that, that's uh, that's new music <laughs> <Yes>. Bobby Womack <laughs> my uh, my my grandfather had an eight track in his uh, Chevrolet uh, seventy eight <laughs> Chevrolet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's my first introduction to music is an eight-track uh Bobby Womack tape. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. I'm thinking like,
0: oh
1: yeah, Bobby Womack, he just came out with a new tune. This is this is what's happening in the nineties. <laughs> I think he did. I think he did put out an album, but it was like the 70s records. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't his 90s stuff, but but yeah, would y'all like that? They was yes, because my
2: grandparents were from the south. So they listened to a lot of that Southern soul. So it was a lot of Bobby Womack. It was a lot of Tyrone Davis, Johnny Taylor. Um, oh, you know, yeah. A lot of that Roy C. Like, that was what they would come from South Carolina and bring that up to New York. Because a lot of people didn't know it. So a lot of that they oh, would play. Okay. And me as a kid, you're not hearing a lot of this on the radio. So me, I'm like you, Q. I'm like, wait a minute. This new? Like, they no, it
0: wasn't
1: yeah, yeah. It went not till like video, so like actually watching music video. That's when I realized, oh, this is the new music. But if I was just because back then, um, radio stations that R and B radio stations, they played, they still played '80s and '70s music during the '90s, and so they would play a little. You had to be like the SWV to get like play on them stations, to where it was like a Teddy Riley record or whatever to. I, I'm from Oklahoma so you had to get that you know you had to be that popular to be on there because they was like nope we're gonna play this uh we're gonna play this SOS band and <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> we gonna play that we're gonna play A- A- Alexander O'Neill we'll we get these tunes uh <laughs> instead of that but but um in terms of like because I know y'all look at liner notes and all that stuff Checking that. What what was the interest in that for you? Was it just like a natural thing, just just uh, for both of y'all? Like, cause I that's what I did. I would always look at the like if a, what was a cassette tape. It wasn't CDs yet. <laughs> cassette tape. They had the booklet. I would take it out and I would look at it. That's how I knew who. Baby, because I would see his name all the time, Kenneth Edmonds and uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry. Look like I would look at a, a like Pebbles record. I was like, oh, this guy, his record. He was on somebody else's that I looked at, and then I would just keep. Looking at, say, LaFace Records on the record, what, when did that start for y'all in terms of, like, you know, looking at music in that way?
3: Uh, that was pretty early for me. Because um, one thing, I'm a big reader. I love to read. And so mm-hmm. uh, my mom had a lot of records. Um, and so I was always going through them. I was curious. I, I would just literally pick up and read anything. So I was like, oh, it's a whole bunch of words on these albums and these album books. Let's read <laughs>
0: so that's, right. that's where it,
3: and, and then kind of like you feeling when you said where you started connecting dots you was like oh wait a minute i saw like where you see baby face you're like wait a minute don't he have a song what's he mm. doing over here and you're like oh okay and, you know mm-hmm. figuring out the the lineage of everything it's, it's really fun and you just you find out all kind of fun little little fun facts and things that you you didn't expect
0: um, right. yeah
2: Mm.
3: Mm. Mm.
2: I'm trying to think with mine. Because it's two different things. Because I'm like, y'all, like a kid, I'm opening it. I'm just looking. I'm whatever. But I really got heavy into line of notes finally when Tony, Tony, Tony Sons of Soul album came out.
0: And that
2: album is very important to me because that was the album where I said, okay. All right. Who's playing this? Who's playing this? Who wrote this part? Where's this? Who's this? And then that's when I started going back after that, like going back to albums that I really enjoy. Let me go back to Marvin. Oh, he played this. Oh, that played this. Oh, then it made me find out who the Funk Brothers was because of, you know, what's his name on uh, on what's going on. So it's like, oh, he's that. Mm -hmm. Benny Benjamin was with him. And it just made me just go. Mm -hmm. And once I got to Tony, 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 it was just like, after a while, I was like, I'm looking at this stuff and don't know who I'm looking at. Mind you, I'm yum, so I'm just looking like, right? Well, who is this? Oh, okay, whatever. But finally, it was just like <laughs> me being such a music head, and it was like, all right, I gotta know who are playing the stuff on these albums here, and that's why Sons of Soul is so important to me because that was the first album where I really, really started paying attention to line of notes, and from there, it was a wrap. Every eye I got, I didn't even care if mom even put the album in yet. I'm like, who's on there? Oh, I know that name. They did this, I know that. It's like, you started connecting mm-hmm. the dots. So I'm, I'm with y'all, but yeah, it's Tony, Tony, Tony for me.
1: Man, it was just something about, cause it's definitely different for kids. uh Now, not in a bad way, but just in terms of like, the access to so much technology and whatnot, that we didn't have that back then. That wasn't like like we was outside all day. Like I don't even remember like the only time I would go in the house is to watch like video soul and shit like that. It wouldn't know. Like yes. we we was just outside. And then I love going to parties. I was a kid. I always felt older than I was. It was a lot of the old soul stuff. But I you when you have like older siblings and older cousins, you want to do what they did and they were like Either like fifteen or sixteen in the nineties, and so I'm sneaking trying to go to the parties with them. And then what got that in there was like dancing, like it, because back in the day, listen, these kids don't understand. Like they got the TikTok videos. Back in the day, we was dancing for real, like hard
2: for real, sweating down. (laughs)
1: Listen, they understand. Like if somebody did a, a Twitter thread talking about Guru, like people dancing hard. I think it was DJ Artistic. Shout out to him. He did a video, somebody, he was responding to somebody saying they was dancing hard because it wasn't a dance record. I'm like, yeah, everybody danced. It didn't have to be like Slam Onyx. I like I remember us like doing dances to them songs. And it's like back then when you go to parties, like, oh, we got our dance because everybody wanted to be a group in the 90s. I, I don't care if you could sing or not, you want either be a dance group. I wanted to be a background dancer in a bad boy video. So bad. It was just <laughs> That, that was my goal. Clearly I didn't have no goals to like because that's all I wanted to do when I was <laughs> a preteen was being a bad boy video. I was like listen we gonna do it. We go, we gonna get that but yeah you just what what was that like in terms of the experience of that were y'all like that kind of what like in terms of music like connecting with it with the dancing and parties and connecting that way and learning that's how I would learn what the new music was was uh, going to part, like who's that? What's they playing there? And That's where I find out like who like uh? Because Houston rap was because I'm from Oklahoma, so we would get a lot of underground rap, like mixed cassette tapes, and they would play the records at the party. Were y'all that kind of? Were y'all like that growing up in terms of music, like going to parties and stuff like that?
3: Um, yeah, I I was, you know, I, I was in the clubs in the nineties. Um, yeah, you know, I went to college in the nineties, right? And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, oh yeah, that's when. That's when records were being broken. And they would mm-hmm. break records at the club. Or
0: mm-hmm.
3: even or the like late night mixes on the radio. Um like the hip hop that's why a lot of hip hop got broken. Through those like late night underground shows. Um they would have a thing. And they I remember they would have new music. And they had a thing called Slam It or Jam It. And so they would play
1: Oh it. Yes. Yes, I remember that.
3: Um so a lot of new stuff got in that way. But yeah, definitely the club culture is so different in the nineties than, than it even was in ten years later, you know, when I was older. Mm-hmm. Um, people dance. Like it it still blows my mind to go to a party or to a club and like nobody's dancing or just a sprinkle of people are dancing. That is so bizarre to me.
1: Yeah, it it kind of cut off, uh, I want to say 2005, like really in terms of, because phones yeah. was a thing like 08, 09, but that last era, it was, like, I want to say the Little John era. It was like yeah. right at that cusp when people was dancing and didn't worry about stuff. Then it was like, oh, somebody about to shoot the club up. So it was like, <laughs> it, was like it started to be different. But that essence though of like being in the 90s, And it was just about fun and just wanting to dance and have a good time. It was a lot like, you know, we get into different eras. Uh, I, I forget, we gonna get into some, some heavy music conversation. Always tell them, this is this is fine China conversation. We don't have paper plate conversations. The stand culture, <laughs> this gonna... Franks and Beans conversation. Stan culture, album sales, we don't do that shit on here. We talk, I get to talk free now. I had to be, I had to be, watch my words with certain artists, cause they got, you know, <laughs> I try to mess up the church's money, but I'm like, I could be free. Like, I was could, like, I could probably talk my shit on this one. I can cuss freely i could cuss that much <laughs> but i was gonna i was gonna ask y'all like with your music because i do not get too deep or whatever but if it touches you that way it, it can go that way too but in terms of music um i will not want say soundtrack life because that kind of sounds kind of cheesy saying that but just a, just music how how did that affect you like when you fully started cuz you know when you're a kid you like you hear the words and it touches you sonically it touches you you don't know why but as you get older it hits you a different kind of way in terms of the lyrical message is that in terms of retrospect like songs that you would go back on and it touched you differently what is there any songs in particular that stand out in that way
2: For me yes um back that- in the 90s, so y'all was talking about 90s and all that. I kind of raised up on a college campus with my mom. So I, like, you knew all the new stuff on college campus. Like, it was parties everywhere. So it was like I would try to go to a party and run on campus. And I'm six through the ages of six to ten I'm on campus going to different dorm rooms and all this kind of stuff trying to find out like what the heck is going on. I felt like Miles when he was dancing and Moise. Oh, yeah. On, right, right, right.
0: I'm <laughs> a
2: young like that. And finally, my mom was just like, you know what? I'm just going to let him be because he ain't going to stay away from this stuff. I'm telling him to stay in his room but he ain't listening. So I'm just right. going to let it. him be. Just <laughs> let be.
0: Just
2: like, <laughs> get it. I'm going to let him be. You know what I mean? But when it comes to that, I think of like songs that really touched me was like the my life album and that's why i have that on my wall because even though mary was making you feel like what she was going through as far as her relationship with kc but i during that time it was a very dark time for me and my mom so it was like for me that album to me spoke to me at the age of like eight i was eight years old I ain't never been in no relationship no more so, uh, before, so Mary was sounding mm-hmm. very blue, but I was able to feel her, you know what I mean? Right. And now, the older, I'm I'm older now, and I'm like, damn, that album connected to me like that then, and then now I've right. been in relationships before, and I've been in that before, and now I can really, really feel that. But this was the album that really kind of, really touched me and touched my emotion back then. Right. And that's why I really now call myself an emotional listener because of that that out mm-hmm. you know what i mean so then oh I was man able-
1: you just said something right there emotional yeah listening.
2: like i'm that's man. me like i'm such an emotional listener connect to my spirit and that's me so then now mm-hmm. i was able during that time this is the time that the line of notes part where i'm into tony 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 so the musicianship is touching me so i'm getting that emotion of the horn i love horns y'all and i get into that and all mm-hmm. that, and then watch it, girl. And <laughs> I get into that, and yeah. then I'm going back further, further. And then that's why I'm understanding the Marvin, what's going on now. I'm loving Marvin here, my dear now. Like, I from that album, it took me back to being an emotional. So, anytime I think about the first time of me really, an album really touching me the way it did, it was Married My Life, and it kind of took me back to there. So, yeah.
1: Man, look to the listening audience. I I realized this uh, kind of late because I've been following them. If you see, if you if there's familiar, I uh, let me say this uh, before. Uh, I, <laughs> At least, did you answer that before I even go? Did you answer that?
3: Uh-uh.
1: Okay. Uh. uh Okay. Oh, go ahead. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say uh, after you go. Go ahead. My bad. I even cut you off. Oh,
3: I'm trying to. I I think. I didn't understand, I didn't really understand Stevie Wonder when I was young. I knew I liked it, but I didn't understand why it was important or the depth of it or or even understood like a lot of the political things that he was saying and, uh, and a lot of the vulnerability about love that he was sharing and just the world in general. You know, it was just, I just know it sounded good. So I was, you know, sonic listener and then like jr said it became emotional um and just living a little bit of life and finally really paying attention to lyrics because a lot of songs you ever go karaoke or you trying to sing a song without the song playing and you realize a song that you think is your favorite song and you really only know about picket center
0: (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Like, you, ain't you ain't got the
1: supporting you ain't got the supporting voice to carry <laughs>
3: yeah i was i was singing and listening to that song for 30 years and i still don't know what they're saying
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that
3: happened to me a lot it is, it's not so i'm singing it in my head i'm like wait a minute we'll what part we'll go after that
1: what go after that
0: right
3: a song and, don't, and it could be your favorite you know um so I think a lot of just becoming cognizant of the lyrics of what they actually were mm-hmm. was in a way, Um Because I am a writer and it definitely informed my writing, especially, you know, poetry uh, side of my writing. So, um, so I started to understand and I understand why they put things in a certain order or why they said things in a certain way because as I'm budding as a writer, I'm like getting it. I'm like, I know what's in their head. I know why they said it like that and not in mm-hmm. simple, like ah, uh, I know why they said this in a metaphor. It's very mm-hmm. vulnerable. They don't want to just mm-hmm. say it
2: outright.
1: Let's let's <clears throat> let's you know make it flowery and and pretty, but it's really like heart wrenching. It's the only way I can right. get it out. Right. Yeah. And I was gonna say before he did that, he said, "Watch it, girl." I was like, they have little moments where they <laughs> they they have little inside friend moments. And I didn't realize this because my experience of them is on Twitter, and uh, we have a lot of mutual people, you know, uh, that we follow. And that I that I followed them through there, and I didn't really know that's how they got down. And I'm like, I, I was being honest. I was like, Are they cool? Because they, <laughs> they be shit, and it'd be like, I'd be like, because like, i be like, Are y'all cool? Because I ain't trying to trip off if y'all got some beef going on. Because y'all be talking. Cause, cause I, cause from I'm in Midwest, we talk shit all the time. That's what we do. That's like the dozens we used to do that growing up, just talking shit or whatever. So I get it, but it's like the way y'all was coming at each other. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, hold on. I was like, are y'all cool? Are y'all good? Are you sure? Are you good? Because <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, I was like, okay, everybody good. That's just how y'all get down. I was like, okay, I get it. Sometimes you don't know because it'd be like, all right, Let me make sure, it but was, it
3: was one episode we had. I thought Jared was going to cut me out for real. We, we actually was arguing for real. Yeah, oh, what? that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: yeah. y'all y'all be really yeah. going in. That's why I be like, hold yeah, up now.
3: One time, <laughs> Jared really was a really very annoyed with me, and I would not leave him alone.
2: That's I mean. what it was.
3: <laughs> I, I just kept I just
0: kept
3: messing with them. And me, it was funny. So I'm dying laughing at you. And And then I stopped. Because I was like, for real, I'm going to stop. Yeah, (laughs) because people didn't get
2: it. Because Elise knows, again, like, it's certain things that me and her do that nobody's going to catch. Like, it's certain odd things we do and this little stuff. So that day, and I, I remember that day I was coming home from work and it was a tough day at work. And it was just, I was just over it, but I knew we had to record and I was like, alright, mm-hmm. let me take all of it out. So we going mm-hmm. through it and Elise, and mind you, Elise doesn't sip doing our, li- or doing our thing. I'm the sipper, but this episode okay. is flipped. She's sipping and I'm not. So it's flipped. So Elise oh, is digging. It's like she's digging and I'm sitting there like and I'm just smiling <laughs> and Elise knows she knows she's digging and i'm like okay oh, all right all right at least and then finally she just came out and was just like da-da-da-da-da. and i was like you're not gonna do this like, <laughs> and, like you're not gonna do this. and it was with keith. and i remember keith was just like uh yeah <laughs> and right. and Yes, we jumped back into RV Res mode, like, oh no, we good. We good. No, no, just keep on. And then after we got off, me and her laughed, because we was, she was like, I knew yeah. what I was doing. I said, I know you knew what you were doing. I knew you were digging. And then that's so that that's our banner. That's me and her. That's like, hey, like when we talk, when she called me, I'd be like, hey, what's going on? Nothing. Why you sound like that? Why are you coming at me already? Like, that's
1: just-, <laughs> that's just... Listen, but yeah, I could definitely feel the love. It, it felt like a whole yeah. love situation for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a different, people, cause that's the thing. When you close with people, you can like play like that. But then if it go too far, you could be like really back in. But people, yeah. what I noticed about the internet and some people, they not used to that kind of interaction with people. And so, cause all they know is like, oh, I got to hide how I really feel, or they don't really be honest with their friends. And that's why-
3: I- But you mentioning that, that is how we became R&B representatives. Okay. And from that yeah. shared grief and me and JR was talking, we had talked like, you know, a little bit before, but that's when we really started talking a lot. Like every day yes. we were talking yes. and, um, and then, I was like, let's do a live and we'll talk. Let's talk about something. I was like, oh, let's. I said we're dramatic. Let's talk about dramatic slash trifling kind of song. Let's just let's do that. Mm-hmm. We, this was be like a little one off thing. It wasn't nothing. We just, but like we got a tremendous response. Like a lot of people were mm-hmm. in there. A lot of people, and then after it, people are like, when are y'all doing this again? And we hadn't even considered that. And I was like, okay, we'll, was like John we we'll do another one. We'll do it next week. I, I was like, I'm a graphic designer. I was like, I'll make us a little flyer, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll do a live. We still weren't RB representatives at this point. No, we were not. This Jr. and live, and yep. then uh, then after that one, that got another big uh, response. And another thing that helped, everyone was at home on lockdown, so everybody could sit in live. Right. It wouldn't matter what time of day we did it, because you know. 80% of people were at home, you know, if they weren't essential workers. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: people had the time to sit and listen to some food, talk about some r And then after <laughs> that, me and job sat down and uh, I was like, well, we need a name. And I was like, make a list. And I, was, I always tell John to make a list of something. And then I don't actually make a list, even though I'm supposed to too. And so Jan, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I ain't do it. Ugh.
0: John, that's I, why I had this
2: thick notebook because
3: of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we my son, I'm like, Jar, are you writing this down? Yes,
2: yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny.
3: That. Horrible. But yeah, so we um he gave me the he gave me the list because he did what he was supposed to do. And <laughs> name, I was like, that's cool, so cool. And then there was RB representative. And I I didn't even read the rest On I said, that's it. Yeah,
0: like,
1: sure? stuck you know,
3: out. He goes, yeah, you like that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yo, your impression is hilarious.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, did. I didn't think I thought All it right. was so simple. So I was like, I don't think she's going to like this one. Because that was like maybe the fifth one on the list. So I was because okay. she told me to do 10. So I was like, OK, cool. And then she went down, she was like, that's it. I was like, the R&B represent You like that? And she was like, I said what yes. I said. <laughs> I said what I said. I oh said what God. I said. That's the name. Because <laughs> actually, I my brother Sin actually gave us he was like, Yo, what about the R and B representative representatives? And I was like, mm. I was like, but That's okay. Cool. And then right, and then the RB scientists, and then he was like, What about the RB representatives? And I was like, Ooh, okay, let me put that down. At least might like it, but the other
3: names I thought was dope, so I was like and Elise was just going through
1: like the other names are like, good because yeah. I was like, Oh, okay, okay,
3: okay. Ah that's the Yes. No, you came up yeah. with some really
1: good ideas, actually. I wish I still had that piece of paper. <laughs> I wish you did. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I relate to that hundred document. That's crazy. Oh, Y'all story is because I I think I did join that y'all those two lives y'all had I got on there, the the first one y'all yes. were talking about because I remember you talking about Tony Braxton you was like are we sure she's a fashion you know something that and I was like man come on Jr. <laughs> Yo you you was wild you had so many wild musical takes and
3: Jr. In those early lives we was wild and we used to be in there very very inebriated.
0: Yes. I know. Y'all but it was yes. a good
1: time though. I could tell y'all yes. were having fun though. Yes. It used to
0: yes.
3: be to That's yeah. Why. If you go and if you go listen to our radio show, and this is the challenge, because we have we had a radio show that was on like it was on the radio it was on college radio in New Jersey.
0: Yeah. And, oh nice. Uh,
3: in uh WFDU. And uh so we had FCC rules. It wasn't like when we were on a lot, mm-hmm. we could say anything fucking thing or on a, Yeah. Or but it was a challenge and we rose to the occasion. We only slipped up once or twice to take what we did and take that craziness, but take all the cussing out of it and all the drug <laughs>
1: Right.
0: And right, 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 right.
3: But we, surprisingly, we really rose to the occasion. It took a lot of, I, I think that's a skill to be able, take that rough stuff and turn it into something uh, fit fit for consumption, yeah. but without compromising who you are.
0: Yeah. Right.
3: Um, specific,
0: that's
1: that's okay. what I had to, yeah. Soul, like, yeah.
3: But you think about how we, you know, code switch in regular life, so it's like, take some of that, but don't lose the soul.
1: Right. right.
2: Exactly. Right. That's exactly it's what
1: like it you is.
3: To, you can cross over, but don't take the soul out of
0: it. Right.
2: And me and Elise would kind of know with our producer, the, the our producer that we had. we will kind of know when we going. We're we're there, but we ain't jumped yet. <laughs> like we haven't leaped over that bridge yet. It wasn't like oh, because he would just be like.
3: But he kind of encouraged us too because <laughs> we would get real crazy. He would just he would be laughing, up laughing. Right. He would get up out of his chair being laughing.
2: Yes. I don't know about you. Of... Right.
3: We had to pull them
2: straight through. Like there was no cuts. Because if yeah. we messed up, we had to start all over again. So you could imagine that first show we did, even oh, we did yeah. and all that. It was like, uh-uh, you gotta start over again. It's like, uh, uh-uh. so finally me and Elise was like, you know what? What we gonna do, me and, mind you, we had to do this and we are very gone. And I mean drunk, high, whatever. <laughs> and trying not to curse trying not to do any of that I don't know how we did it but we bodied it like we would be like we killed that
3: actually we didn't slip up and curse no I think we slipped up and curse one time but where we got in trouble was was the music where it was songs that you didn't think had a curse and then as soon as it's playing a lot, and you like oh shoot too late it's already on there but we'll be like
2: and then our producer be like, please, can y'all make sure it says radio edit?
0: <laughs> right. Oh, man. It's
1: tough. Listen, it is. So- it, I was going to get to talk to y'all about in terms of being in a digital space talking about music. I was going to ask how it's different. Uh, I mean, your experience on social media talking about music versus now. Because now, it's a fucking shit show, and I hate it. I don't even engage, because I used to do it all the time, because I would talk to y'all about music on, on Twitter a lot, but I don't even do that shit no more, because so, people chime in, and it, it's just so fucking annoying. But even before I even start talking about that bullshit, what, what was y'all experience like in terms of talk about music uh, on social media when it first begun talking about music?
2: Elise had to stop me. <laughs> oh, okay. They had to stop me. Because I was the one that would say something, and people would come in. And after a while, Elise was like, "JR, we have a show. Stop going back and forth with them. Like, and sometimes it's like you gotta understand that that's just how people gonna do. They gonna if they're not agreeing with you, they gonna go back and forth. And finally, Elise was just like, "Cut it, cut it." we have a show, we can address this on our show, so you don't got to keep going back and forth with them, because a lot of times, a lot of them don't make no fucking sense, like, you, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, for sure. Like, it just hurts the hell out of me, and it finally at least to be like, so now, it's kind of switched now. Because when we get people that comment on our videos, I'll be like, Elise, be nice. <laughs> i be like, right. Elise, be nice. Cause it's like some people will come in on some bullshit. And it's like, like, for instance, we just did one with Mark and we did the Mariah Carey Music Box episode. And it was the mm-hmm. 30 year anniversary, and we did it with Mark, and it was so great. We didn't bash the album at all. We didn't mm-hmm. we said songs we didn't like but we didn't bash mm-hmm. it, because she right. said it so many times on the episode, like, this was well written, she sounded great, it's just songs that we didn't agree with. She said it so many times. Do you know that somebody came in the comments and wrote this long dissertation, <laughs> I didn't read it. Didn't That's read exactly it. what I the fuck
0: is. it is. <laughs> she read I, it. Well, no, I read about a few
3: sentences in Because I will sit and read somebody comment till I get to a lie, and then I'ma stop. I'm not even engaging further. And so I'm reading it, and it said it seemed like y'all really didn't. I thought y'all was supposed to be honoring albums. Y'all, y'all totally bashed this album. Y'all didn't like any songs on it. That's why I stopped because that's the lie. That means he didn't watch the whole thing. Right. How could we have bashed the whole album if none of me, Jr. And Mark, we didn't agree on any song on there. So if we bash every song, how did we have different?
1: Right, that,
3: that math don't math.
2: Right, right, right. That's
1: what and they then, do. Right. And the go ahead, so Jr. I
3: reading it. And I almost, I almost read the I who's gonna respond, and I said no, and I just deleted their comment and just went on about my business.
2: Okay. But right. <laughs> now, now in deleted. some days on social media. Now this is where we. Time. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah, time.
2: Oh, she gonna, she gonna respond. Cause it's a, you know, like we had, um, I, I think this, uh, this thread that we had or whatever, and we were talking about Tony. <laughs> <laughs> she know what i talking- And somebody had the nerve to come in and said something about Tony was only for what? Older heads,
3: Elise, or something like that.
0: Talking
3: about in- in the
1: zeitgeist of when it came out, not now, but yeah. saying it was that her audience was older. What said, oh, man? how Listen, that, that's why you gotta check the criteria, people. I'll be watching; they'll say the most craziest shit that's not acting like somebody on the internet said DMX was underrated. I was like, where the f- where wh- who the f- who the fuck says that? Who just says some crazy shit like that? And Then I go on their page. They was born in ninety nine. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> You weren't even alive when the damn album came out. I was like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? That <laughs> shit is so annoying. That's I, I just... when You remember the whole thing with the Queen Latifah thing people didn't know she sung? That shit about sent me over. For I was like, see that? I was like, we've been ignoring these little motherfuckers and now y'all getting hyped. Y'all They pissing y'all off and raising your blood pressure. When we could... Just a little dose of bullying would stop a lot of this. I'm just okay.
0: saying.
2: I agree. Just a I little
1: agree. bit of... And i mean meaning like I want your your profile. I want you to delete your profile after I talk to you. That's that, that's type of <laughs> that we used to do in 2009. I want to want you to delete your profile because yo because it's not even just that. It's a musical opinion. It's a false opinion that doesn't. It'd be one thing if you have a perspective that's rooted in some kind of truth to where a lot of people would value what you're saying. But saying just wild shit like DMX is underrated. With that's just factually not true and it's like nobody wants to waste time talking to you at this point because you don't know yeah. fucking musical and mind you you ain't even got to be the same age as the people that was like of age like when it came out but just at least know some shit you know have a better understanding but y'all said it man you should have deleted that comment because I was like that I would have <laughs> I would stop stopped right after that <laughs> talking about bashing like somebody need to bash you in your head for having bad musical <laughs> opinions
0: <laughs>
3: And, and nowhere in the description of the show catch that does it say this is a this is a celebration of every single album. It doesn't say that. Now the broad thing is a celebration of R and B, but we're celebrating by just talking to it, digging into it. And right. Then, when somebody pick an album to come on, and if they pick an album that we own at least like half of it, we won't talk about it because we don't because we don't want to sit and have a bash fest like that. Right. A, that's exactly. A,
2: and honestly, if it's an
3: album that
2: really, really sucks, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Right. I don't want to have to re-listen to it. I agree. Mm-hmm. So
0: there's many and that's people fair.
2: that it's yeah. a lot of people that had actually came on and was like, "We want to talk about this album." And me and Elise both agree. i will be like, "I don't," and she'd be like, "I don't either." Cut.
3: And one of them <laughs> has the same album about four times
2: because people have asked to talk about it. Yes, actually, yes. Oh wow. Yes. Oh wow. Serious
3: note.
1: Can I get an exclusive <laughs> on the Soul Adventist podcast of what song that is, or album that is? The show, the party
3: at
1: the Hotel See. Oh, wow. I, I, I gotta revisit revisiting. that. You know, I can't, I, cause you know the debut, in a. I, I don't think I've revisited that one, so I'm gonna have to double check and, and hear I, I Cause it's been so long, cause sometimes the albums, I haven't revisited them since they came out. Like since cassette tape. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. so I, I would have to look into that, but that's crazy.
2: When you say yes, because it's about four people like that wanted to do that album, and me and Elise was like, absolutely not.
3: <laughs> I didn't like that album like then. I, like I, oh, like, yeah. I didn't like it
2: then. And I me was upset even. because mm-hmm. I bought
3: the whole CD because it was mm-hmm. Jodeci. I've always been a Jodeci fan, and so I just bought it off the stream, and. A whole bunch of interlude that album
1: mm. this is it's just audio cocaine yeah <laughs> it might with, with have been with Devonte. it could have it could have definitely been with him
2: <laughs> <laughs> especially during me. that time yes oh yeah, you know yeah during I mean? the
1: time period oh yeah from the from uh autobiography books from certain artists oh it was definitely uh cocaine definitely city up in there, there. yeah during see, that time period for sure
0: Left bro yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. For sure. Yeah, Boy, that I'm man had a. Oh uh, shit! I'm gonna get canceled if I say what. <laughs> 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 <ahead>, my bad. <laughs> they
0: got a lot of interludes, and the
3: interludes are unfucking hinged.
0: That shit oh. is crazy.
3: Yeah, you should revisit. Just, just
1: I never revisited. Other- I'm gonna report back to y'all too. I'm gonna be like either yes or no. I'm I'm gonna yes. either on yes. Instagram yes. or
3: and I'm um, but it's nasty, but not in a fun way. Like, okay. I love nasty all day. I'm mm. fine with it. Yeah. Give me an H-town album. I'm fine with that. That's right. no problem with that. if the singing is good. But it's it's a, like a ridiculous. Swear it's disgusting. And look, right. and I'm about to be the sex positive person you will ever meet in your life.
0: But that right, right. It. Even and oh, then yes, we sure. that
2: when we played um, "Get Up, Get On Up" on the radio. Um, and we played the and I forgot to give him the radio edit. And I gave mm-hmm. him
0: the shit at the end.
2: At the end. And it was like, come on, yo, you messing up a good song just for that. Nah, so mm. <laughs> no.
1: that's that's my favorite. That that well, I mean the radio edit one. That's it. That's the that was the lead single, right?
2: Yeah. Yes, I think so. I think so. Or was it I can't I was
1: no, I thought it was. um I ain't got my phone because I couldn't look it up.
3: It?
1: Oh, it may have been. It I'm not thinking been. about it. Yeah, I have to look it up, or you can look it up. It's but yeah, Everybody
3: I, talk about
1: it. It's getting talked about now, so it's dead. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> right, the exclusive. Um, so sadness podcast. Yeah, we can't, that we can't wrong. deep dive into it. But no, man, <laughs> y'all, y'all's podcast. The energy is cool. I, I jumped on that because sometimes I'll be trying to catch it on Sundays, but that's always when I'm coming back from the airport and, you you know, the Wi-Fi and stuff in the air. So uh, sometimes I'll catch y'all when I'm on a layover flight and I'll watch the, the playback. But I just love the, just the free flow of the conversation on the podcast. and Y'all transition perfectly in there. Y'all, y'all already doing the damn thing. Y'all already podcast connoisseurs because y'all already transitioned perfectly to my questions without me asking them.
3: Uh, but uh, <laughs> oh, freaking yeah. you was the first single.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. right, okay. The
3: three yeah. new songs that are good on the album are the "Freaking You," "Freaking You," yeah.
0: And
1: us. Get on up. Yep. Yeah, that's why I couldn't remember because I remember um, the reason why I thought it was "Get On Up" was first because that came out in January of that um, of that year, and so that's why I was like, that's why I thought it was the first single, but I couldn't remember if it was they they dropped singles before that the next year or not yeah. But, yeah but that's all i remember was that when that out when get on up came on because i remember the because moesha i remember they were singing that on there all my mem- all my memories of music is always tied to tv because you remember yeah. like back in the day they would have cameos of r b artists all the time on those shows you know especially rest on the May with new york undercover that whole with natalie's place Oh, oh, when he had, it was such a brilliant thing. I told, I would tell him, rest on to him. He, I would tell yes. him, man, it was so brilliant that you would take the newer artists and the veteran artists and have them cover a classic songs. That was such a brilliant thing in TV.
2: Brilliant.
1: Andre Harrell, rest on to him too. Just brilliant, brilliant shit. But yeah, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. in terms of how y'all grew up like with TV and stuff like that, where y'all, cause I was a, I was a kid, I just consumed a lot of TV. <clears throat> like people thought i was smart just because i never had homework but it's like no i wanted to dedicate all my free time watching tv and i would just sit and watch videos so every damn video don and simpson played i would watch it and even mtv even mtv they didn't start like playing black artists a lot until you know certain time periods and then when the they started doing music videos like BET, then it was like oh now i'm getting the best of all these different artists like Mac- matchbox 20 you know all those different artists and i was and then the behind the music came oh, that shit changed my life forever because when i would I, I would just oh, religiously watch that shit every week and that's when my knowledge of music started to grow and i would just sit and consume like a lot of documentaries was that part of y'all too because i would just sit and watch documentaries all the time on tv were y'all like that
3: yes
2: Oh
3: yeah! Oh, yes. I, I, I definitely, I, I still like that. Oh yes. yeah, me too. I I'm not about anything. I don't have to be interested in it. I don't. For example, the thirty for thirty. I ain't no big sports girl, but I love a sports documentary because it's giving a different style. Right. Yeah, yeah. I can watch a mm-hmm. game. <laughs> you know, they all because mm-hmm. I'm not into that. They all look the same to me. I know the rules and all that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's the same thing. I'm not into that. She go yeah, call like, She'll call the Sacramento. She'll call the Sacramento uh, All Stars or something. She gonna mess up the whole <laughs> <laughs> the Sacramento, right, bullet. right. The Sacramento you know, right. Bullets.
3: Right, Sacramento Bullets. I know the teams, but I mean just a, right. oh, yeah. always looks the same to me unless okay. you know championship yeah. something. Right. Otherwise, I'm like, eh, what's the point? But I'm just not into it, so that's why mm-hmm. I'm
0: like. Eh. But. Mm-hmm.
3: I would watch sports documentary because you're getting into the motions, you're getting into the history, so you're getting the contextual um mm-hmm. aspects of it. And so and you know, people's lives and so it it's very interesting in that in that way when it brings that that real drama to it, that real life. Mm-hmm. I'm watching any documentary.
2: Um, well that was I, I pivot because I was more of, of reading autobiographies. That's how I really, really mm-hmm. got into more of the knowledge of it all, because my mom read a lot of music autobiographies. You know what I mean? So I will never forget my first book was Mary Wilson's uh, Dream Girl, uh, of My oh. Life as a
0: Supreme.
2: And I read yeah. that. And it was like my mom would get all these autobiographies. She would get Gladys's. She got Patty's. She would get Aretha's, which was funny. Hilarious, because <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Aretha gonna tell Aretha type of story, right? Oh, you know. Right? Aretha, this is laughable here, girl. Like, come on, like this is giving you straight auntie
1: energy. energy. Straight yeah, auntie Archie
2: energy for sure. So from that. <laughs> once that happened, it leads me to auto. I mean to um, documentaries because I like those actually better than bi- biopics and things like that, but mm-hmm. just like Elise said, you're getting the emotion of it, you're getting the history of it, you're getting people in real time discussing it, and it's like that, that's why I just love documentaries like I love the Quincy Jones documentary, like I've watched oh, that the love that top documentary. Favorite. Yes. You know what I mean? I love it. I love the Clarence Avon. R.I.P. to him. I oh. love that guy. Like, I love documentaries. Give me that. Especially music. Because these biopics, they're gonna do it and they're gonna make it Hollywood. You gotta mm-hmm. have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that's the way. Mm-hmm. They, and then a lot of times you get these biopics and a lot of people will believe them and a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff was just put in because of the Hollywood stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. no. Give me the... Let me see Quincy Jones talking. Let me see what he talked about. Let me, I, I'd rather that. So I love the uh, documentaries and I've been loving those since I was like 11 years old. So it helped me more on the history side of, you know, R&B and how much I got more of my knowledge through. So, yeah. And one
3: thing I like about music documentaries, and this is the reason why the end of our Catch the Episode, that I do like a word song association, because I have in a documentary you're getting contextual so say on a, unsung they're also telling you who else was hot then and that gives you some perspective because sometimes you would be like well why didn't so-so blow up and then you realize it was like 15 classic acts out at the same time that's why they didn't right. blow up right some exactly. case, or, you know what happened or why would they make a song like that oh uh because it was a war or why they do that um there was a riot no. um why they do that their mama died so you get everything you know and and mm-hmm. that's why i try to throw some some context and talk about what's going on in the charts during that time and all of that just to give you a full picture to make it all make sense
0: yeah right yeah. i know
1: that's why i love talking about um uh, during quarantine because i bought these like being a musician we'd be up like three four in the morning like it's just a adrenaline rush we just be up at odd hours of the night and, you know, like you watch some infomercials that come on real late at night and the r and acts that they be showing, like, coming to you live from <laughs> 1973. <laughs> we got, <laughs> we got Ray Charles playing and then they'll play Ray Charles song. They play Georgia and it was Midnight Special had came on the infomercial and it was, wow. they had, they, and I, I was like, oh, and it was just too, I could have been high. I was like, I'm a buy this. And then I, <laughs> I bought the whole thing. It was like. The Whole DVD set, a midnight special. Bert, uh, I think it's Bert Sugarman that had that midnight special. It would came out at the same time as Soul Train. But with the dope thing about it, they were actually singing live on it and they had they called the Soul uh, Performances. This one is basically meant to all the black acts on one DVD set. And so I watched it, I watched all of them. And it's crazy that you said that at least because I could because I, w- I was sitting taking notes to it because it was like 200 performances and it was live. It wasn't edited, nothing. You know, like they do for now, like they'll, if it's like 12 minutes long, the, the performance, they'll edit it down to like four or five minutes. This one, they played the whole, like everything. And the top ones that I say that was on there that, that were recurring guests, uh Gladys Knight and the Pips, the OJs, mm. Al Green, even though he, um, James Brown was established, I think he was on there a couple times. Aretha and Ray Charles performed together and Ohio players and Slott Stone and Curtis Mayfield. And the crazy thing was, you can literally feel like the the crowd like energy with them. Like who they was yeah. rocking with. And then they had other soul acts like um, what's the ones that were compared to like the Jacksons? I forgot their name. Um, the Silvers. Yeah, they were on there, but the performance was shaky. And it was like they were nervous and the crowd wasn't really into it. And I was like, I get why. Because you get like that full live experience without having to be in an era. But just from the perspective from the audience, they're dictating who they feel by just what they're giving on stage. And it was the same with like, uh, I think Melvin and the Blue Notes, like Teddy was on there. Like you thought it was his damn group because he was giving everything and then the Spinner
2: yeah, was so mad. He was so yeah, mad. Yeah,
1: he looked like it on the tape. Because, you know, like when you watch documentaries, and they say, oh, they had an ego problem. Like yeah. um, the Spinner's. Uh, what's my man's name that was in uh, Funkadelic 2? I always forget how to say his name. Um, oh, my God, uh, yes.
2: I know exactly who you're talking
1: he, about. <laughs> uh, fuck, I can't think of his name. But when wow. I tell you,
2: I
0: suck. At when right I tell you,
1: I know, know me too. But when I tell you the dude that did the lead, <laughs> the dude that did the lead, and, uh, I, I think I'm falling in love. Uh, uh, yes. Could it be I'm falling in love? When he yes. get to the end of the song, I walk around with a hard in my head. That motherfucker sung that shit so hard. And everybody was in the group looking at like this nigga like, man, if you don't shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> They was look, like, I promise you, if you get the Midnight Special DVD, like, you can see that, like, the stuff they would talk about with people with egos and stuff like that. Like, Man. they was looking at him like, yo, you wilder right now. And so you can feel that, and it's live. It's live on TV. And it's like, I, I agree 100% with what Elise said, because that, that's what it was. Was it Philip? Yeah, Philip was it Felipe Philip, Wynn? Philip. Philip Nguyen, yeah.
2: Philip yeah, Wynn, that
1: is. Like what Elise was talking about in terms of like knowing who was out during that time period and all that stuff, it, it just it was just like now I don't have to experience the seventies because I could get who the hot acts were watching right. stuff like that because because uh, they I wish others would do that bt bt's uh what is it bt plus they would show their old shit like video so like show the goddamn interviews on there, like. I don't know if it's some kind of copyright with all those shows, but all the original shit they never showed. Like I had the right to them to tell them to put Comic View on there. They did, but they wow. didn't put all the old ones. I'm like, nigga, I'm talking about 1995. I ain't talking about 2008. What fucking cover <laughs> D. Ray Davis and damn Kevin Hart? I'm talking about the the ones from the '90s with Cedric and That's what I'm with it. some Yeah,
0: with some
1: yeah. more and all that. Yeah, I don't want fucking look at them them young bucks.
3: An inkling of an idea of why they wouldn't bring show the old episodes of *Comedy*? Oh, Uh, because different. They probably wouldn't because of the rampant homophobia.
1: Oh,
2: oh
1: Um, yeah,
3: and probably some of the so they probably run into a lot of.
2: Yeah, people would get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Well, I
3: mean, and it's, it's people, like video, so
2: like, yeah, the
3: people doing that stuff is megastars now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. and, it's and all, all, the, all those guys. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. even with video,
1: so with Donnie Simpson, like at least show those classic interviews. Yeah. Like, why we gotta search on YouTube for it? You know, because it was like Phyllis Hyman. Like, it could have been I possibly the interviews. last. Oh, she uh, was yeah. a key with her interviews. What? Yeah, it's like the artist that's not here anymore. Like to just to preserve their legacy. So, yeah. like, it's not just some uh thirty plus, forty plus that's watching it. It's younger audiences that watch streaming services. So leave it for them to look at, and so they can get the experience of it. You know, that's just my that's my thing. But I agree.
0: Uh, I, agree. I, I feel you for
1: sure. Listen in terms of listen i get so tired i know uh i haven't had a chance to talk about this yet because i've had other excuse me musical guests on because usually i would have like little topics i would talk about but that rolling stone one i was gonna wait and do it with a panel but that shit pissed me off but then i was like i'm actually glad because we've been, it's been years people have been trying to figure out that dude what's his name, I don't even want to say his name, but the old co-founder of uh, Rolling Stone you know, said stuff, of, He putting out a, a whack-ass book uh, talking about the masters <laughs> of rock and roll the, the masters right. of music and said right. that, basically said that uh, black artists and women uh, he said uh black artists, but he meant men and women it wasn't intellectual enough or uh, articulate enough to really... Under- Mind you, when pe- I, you know what What I hate the most about people that think like that is they can't never tell you what they're actually saying. They just like saying shit just cause because he can't even articulate what he means when he says that. And it's a lot of people which is reflective of what argue, today is. You can
3: articulate how what he meant by articulate Can't right which name. is
1: the irony that rolling stone was actually created from a black artist money waters that that uh your favorite artist uh mick well, jagger well, well, took and put and made it a hot song and I got made, it, made it his uh, stage what name rock uh his stage band's name rolling stone you know which is the irony of that i guess it ain't good enough uh to write for you to write about but you could take the name i guess <laughs> 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 but yeah but yeah, it's yeah.
3: When the Stones like they you know they they're doing soul music. They're covering black songs. So make just make any, any argument anyone ever has or you know big bold statement. I just need you to make it make. It. Right. Make it make it. That, right. That, like I might not agree with you, but I respect it if at least it makes there's a flow it makes sense you got back backing evidence just something
0: but if you ain't making no sense
2: I'm just uh. and yeah. I think he's also doing this because he know the controversy sells and he know oh, now okay. people are gonna be online talking about this people because what he said don't make a bit of damn sense and that's just the bottom line like he's running off at the mouth he look old as let
1: me stop. <laughs> but, uh <laughs>
0: nah, go ahead. We go. Man,
1: fuck him. I don't know a no shit. I, I, don't, know, I, don't I don't want no damn check from Rolling Stone. Fuck that. Really either,
2: because I've already been pissed over Rolling Stone ever since that stupid ass 100 best singers list. And right. that shit. I was already pissed then. So, exactly. so, for real, I said my piece right. of mind. But I, what's the I think Jan won or whatever the stupid. Yeah, Warner,
1: Jan Warren. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Him
2: talking fuck, that stupid yeah. shit. Bothers me, and that's what bothers mm-hmm. me about our culture. As for me, and that's why I get really ag aggravated when it gets to when they talk about the Rolling Stones and the the, the Beatles and the this and the that and all of this. And I'm like, but where did they get all of that from? They they didn't mm-hmm. come up with it. They just got their sell to the masses. Is and, and I always bring it back to when. It was the Backstreet Boys and the n and the all this kind of stuff. We had mm-hmm. our Drew Hills and our One Twelve and all them, but they could never get over that hump because of those guys, the white guys exactly. over there, are able to sell to the world, and we couldn't. So while Backstreet Boys and them selling 10 and 15 million records, we got Drew Hill that's doing two, which they could sell 15 if they wanted to. They could, right. but you got people like him that's sitting up there oh, saying yeah. that we wasn't articulate. No, it was things that were blocking us that we couldn't do certain things. And exactly. you know it was because of the color of our skin. Because if that right. was the case, a lot of times a lot of our groups would have did a lot better than the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and all them. But they just back then it was white because you were right. That's all that was. And blacks would stop at a certain point. and that it sucks. It sucks that what it was, but one thing I did respect about the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, they said when the Beatles came to Motown, they did not even want to meet, they wanted to meet the Funk Brothers. They didn't even want to meet anybody else. So that just goes to show that they was liking their sound. But everybody's like, oh, the Beatles are it and all this kind of stuff. That's why I love when Paul McCartney will come and talk about, oh, you know, everything once Michael took them publishing. <laughs> that was part. Like, right. He, and he was no longer, he didn't want to Word talk up, about that right. anymore. Because Michael right. was giving back the the originators of it. He was giving them back, they published it for free.
0: Right. Because he's exactly. he like, look,
2: thank you for doing what y'all do to open doors for us. Because, exactly. you know, Rolling Stones and all of them was getting the fame of it. We and the money. They weren't getting a dime. A lot of them died broke. A lot of them died, <laughs> you know. You know, drinking and all of this depressed because they weren't getting up. And That's why I love the episode with Little Richard and he's on this 70s thing with this Britain guy and he's doing an interview and he said, do you know I made a record and Elvis Presley made more than I did and I wrote it? Mm-hmm. I said, wow, wow. So for this guy to come out and do something like this, to know where, what we had to deal with back then, and for you to say that we wasn't articulate like are you serious like you knew what we were dealing with so for you to come out with that that you just ignorant to me and that's just what that is and you and you know the deal but you're trying to play the role and you know it's going to controversy sells and all this kind of stuff because when you probably uh, get the book uh-huh. you're probably completely different than what he's saying to be honest because if you
0: read no. that book, oh you no he, yeah
2: yeah Throw that in the garbage because I, well I ain't gonna plan to read it anyway
1: for him to say some stupid. No, shit about he that. he's he's always had that biased attitude, and the beautiful thing about it is from back then and now, mind you, this is from 1969 to 2019. So you got what is that about 52 years of yeah. you just basically dismantling black artists by because that was and the beautiful thing about now versus back then is they no longer have the uh, the voice to dictate that because there's so many of us that have our own independent publications and even the just all Black-owned publications, our voice outranks them. Yeah. And that's just serious. Like, of course, mm-hmm. they may be major publication that, that's getting in millions, but our shit moves culture because we're talking about the actual Black artists and yeah. they're looking at our articles. The Grammys are looking at our artists. The Grammys are in terms of the members they're looking at the black owned publications like oh they wrote about this album with the pj morton gumbo album let me look at what this review is oh everybody's loving this so they're basing their opinion off of our black publications instead of a rolling stone that's out of date that and and because back then that's all they had was and mind you all comes with privilege because who the fuck what what fucking background does he have Mind you, 50 plus years of no credibility, no credibility in music, doesn't write music, didn't go to school for music. You basically were inherited money and you decided to start your own publication because you love rock music so much as a kid. And you're born in 1945. So you came an age when all these rock artists started to come out. But they're actually building their careers off the backs, like you said, of the black rock and roll stars. Like the Rosetta Tharps, the uh the Muddy Waters, the Bo Diddleys, the uh, yes. little Richards. You're you're building your and Chuck Berry's, you're you're building your brand off of what they already established. And still take it from the ones coming up, but you're reaping the benefits of their labor of putting this sound together. And at the end of the day, like I said, he uh they ended up taking him off the board of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But at the end of the day, this is what he's thought for fifty plus years. So for that long period until like a vibe and a source came in they had to write about those artists because they wouldn't do it and it's like yeah. for 50 years you were allowed to have that thought process but that's the beautiful thing about it is that your voice doesn't fuck it i think that highlights i think if anything it took from it that like the 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 specialness of r&b representatives and everybody that talks about black music keep mm-hmm. and, and especially the back the black publications keep writing the reviews, keep talking about the albums from 30 years ago, keep doing the album anniversaries, keep doing all that shit. Because yes. back then, they, we didn't have these voices. We didn't have so many black journalists. That's why, that's why I love Craig Seymour. Because he had to fight for those artists in yes. those time periods to even write about it. Because they didn't give a shit about a Brandy album. They didn't give a shit about a C album. They didn't give a shit about all that. So when we do these album anniversaries, Now we're taking our perspectives, even with with digital, what y'all doing for YouTube and what you're doing on your podcast, that Mm -hmm. helps shift the damn culture and and gives those flowers to those artists that didn't feel like they were appreciated. And it's like, like Buddy White, he didn't feel appreciated for intro's albums and he was talking about how much they had to fight for soft. I'm like, dude, you don't understand how much intro's debut album is significant with hip-hop and R&B. Like, I had to tell him that and give him his flowers because he didn't feel it. I'm like, dude, when you look at that time period coming from Uptown and transition, that transition period from 91, 92, when, when uh, What's the 411, then you had uh, SWB drop their album. And mind you, What's the 411 intro were made at the same time. People don't even no, know that.
0: No they way were, were made. Not.
1: And, and the thing is, Mary was supposed to have one of the intro songs, Let Me Be The One. They, they She was supposed to have that.
0: Yes, and it's was. like,
1: and you had Prince Marky, Mar- Rest, uh, Prince Marky D, Rest On The Hymn, and then you had uh, Dave Hall, all those great artists that created that space for hip-hop and R&B. It's like, dude, everybody loved intro's debut album. Like, It's the most solid production from... I, that's what I believe. I feel like intro has the best debut album of any fucking r&b group in the 90s like when you talk i mean and you can debate and say certain artists but when you talk about just the album sequencing it's just a fucking perfect album and it's like we gotta give them their flowers and we gotta let them know and so that's the beautiful thing about it because now we can have that voice that The other journalists that had to fight to get an article and get paid $50 for, you know, doing all that hard work and labor. Now y'all can do it on your platform and talk about, you know, Brandy's greatest album or Monica's greatest album from the 90s. Y'all can curate that because it's your platform. You get to do that. And then you're also paying homage. So that's the beautiful thing. Our voices whether or not it's you think it's on a big scale or not that shit moves culture and people the artists that need to feel it they're going to feel it if they see yeah. it yeah yeah and so but yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. i just oh, brought yeah. that up because i just wanted to to let just the the listening audience know if they saw the article and were moved by it that means you need to support the r&b representatives you need to support all like everybody like because people always try to make it a competition
0: I, there's a couple,
1: a couple of publications that do r and that are not black owned.
0: <clears> Let me <throat> just say
1: that I ain't gonna say no names. They're not black oh, owned. Come on. They, they, the. I, I know the I noticed the non-black publications always trying to compete with the black-owned publications because they think somebody. I'm like, first off, you can't take up the space when it's our own. That's come first on. off. Come on, it's it's our space now. to begin with. See, people give Lord Jamar a hard time with the guest, the house. I don't disagree with that shit. I don't disagree with it because anytime the non-blacks, the the non the, the males come in the, the certain black spaces, they think they could. They think just because they can, you know, do the whop or do whatever, do the new dances that that mean they give them full range to have too much say in black culture, and that I don't, I don't get jiggy with that.
2: I don't need that jiggy with that
3: either. I didn't- i invite folks
1: to a cookout that don't even exist don't even hate that. right right yeah that i'm tired of that that he can yeah, go I'm to the cookout
2: that. no he can't no and he that's
1: can't what... the cookout is you
3: just... right you just
2: send a i'm so glad q you brought that up because i hate the fact that i and that's one thing about me and elise we support all you got to because the yeah. way R is respected, it's not getting the respect that it deserves. I've been seeing our this culture that R and B, you know, genre that I love, has been co- getting completely stepped on since like literally like two thousand and five. Like you said, two thousand and five was really the last decade, the last year before everything continues to drop. And I started to right. see it, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like my genre is now. Starting to look like this, and so with all these you know public places and, and podcasts out, me and Elise try to support all of them like everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's like sometimes now you feel like you're in competition with some of them, and you'll be like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to compete with you, I don't do yeah. what you do, you don't do what I do, right?
3: And they try to make yeah, but we, but everybody has a different approach, yes, um, you know. Like we've gone on other people podcasts that that their approach is very serious and very and we go up there and, and disrupt their whole cheat. But that's <laughs> <bad>. um, <laughs> but I respect that because that particular host I like listening to his show because it is a very straightforward. It's serious. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very. It's a lot of facts and like, and I need that too because you can't go mm-hmm. off pure function. Like he's just doing it, and it's a great show. we don't do that we cut up yeah we give good information and all that it will be serious for like two seconds but then it's right back to the foolishness but that's our approach that's
0: sure yeah exactly people who like
3: that but some people like what old boy does some people Mm -hmm. like both of them so they can be multiple things can be true i like that show that show that show yeah
2: and i just think that that being said i'm just thinking that we there's room for everybody out here, especially for this genre that we all love. You know what I mean? So it's like, so like, yeah, Q, what you do. What you do, we don't do. You know what I mean? But again, (laughs) you still giving facts. You still giving, you talking about the musicians a lot. You are really going into the musicians. You know what I mean? That's something that Elise and I don't do. We be like, okay, we saw on the line of notes that this person did it, but that's it. We stick in there and that's it. You take it further. And it's like, why can't everybody support that? And it bothers me. And it actually one of one of our dear, dear friends, you know, that she ended up leaving. She was like, I can't do this no more because she was like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm competing with people. It's like they competing with me. They, They doing all of this kind of stuff and they have a bigger platform than I do. So it looks like I'm following and I'm not. So I feel like everybody should support everybody. You know what I mean? Because we need a lot of this to help push up what we, this culture that we say is r for real. And then exactly. the non-black ones, because them ones there, sometimes oh. I just be like, you, 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 you're in the room because of this. Oh, I see what this is. All right. All right. All right. You yeah. was invited to the cookout because this, oh, Okay. Even though you put raisins in your potato salad, I ain't got time. You know, <laughs> right. No
1: that I'm part. Because we had exclusive to the same album. Right. And motherfuckers, that's the thing though. You get, because they want to be the only one with certain shit. And then when they see too many getting it, they start doing the slick shit. And it's like, dude. Yes. we, Dude, I've been had access before then. I'm going to have more access because I'm an actual musician you what you do I, I i know at least three of the people that's on this album so <laughs> you i, I have yeah. you, you we don't do the same thing we're not in the same circles in same spaces you got a request for the credentials i'm already there so that we already Ooh. into them it, it ain't even me bragging it's just they'll come at you like that like oh (laughs) I'm like motherfucker you don't even know what I do for I'm not out here trying to brag about what I do for a living but you over here sweating small shit it's like dude I'm trying to build everybody together everybody can I don't understand why and and what I'm trying to do is curate other publications to come together but they be having beefs with each other and that shit is so weird to me because it's like y'all all could be making money together like, all the, I'm talking about all the RB websites. I don't understand why they don't all come together. Because they'll bring all the engagement to you. Like, why the fuck are y'all all so acting? Because they'll support you behind the scenes. Like, oh, I love what you're doing. Keep doing that. But publicly, they ain't going to do that shit.
2: And it's Not crazy. at all. Not at all. And I had to support the people that support you. And, like, mm. keep with, like, the, the you know, the stuff that we do. Because in the beginning, I was feeling some type of way of like, maybe we're not getting a viewership. Elisa's like the viewers that do stick to them. Stick to them. Right. They fine. It, like, don't go try to something. search for other motherfuckers. Eventually, them people gonna come in. Let them. That's why I'm not paying for subscribers. We're not paying for followers. I'm not doing any of that. Because I'm right. not I'm not paying for that. They're, you no. Uh-uh. I'm not doing it. If you love our content, you're gonna watch. You're going to subscribe. You're going to do that. I'm not spending money to do all of this. Because when you realize a lot of you, a lot of people, a lot of them followers are paid for. A lot of them yeah, are, exactly. are paid for. Like, let's just keep it with but, it. Right,
3: exactly. the, the bot for followers, that, that, that's, you can see that easily. Because mm-hmm. somebody got 10,000 subscribers, but they don't have a single video or engagement over 100. And
2: they bought those followers. Yeah. <laughs> or no comments right. on the videos. None. You be
3: None.
2: like, now wait a minute. That that that's a big that's a big. Yeah, telltale sign. Right. Yes, yes, because it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Because with our Brian video that we did Songs in the Key of Life, that's one of our really our biggest video that we've done. Mm-hmm. And we look and we like, wow, we got one, you know, over 1k views. And we got like over like 80 comments on that thing. But then I'm looking right. at these other ones. I'm like, no, wait a minute. How the heck you got 15K views, but two comments?
1: Right. Um, right. The math ain't math.
3: Yeah. And listen, like, for example, that Brian Alexander Morgan video about songs in the key alive. One thing about that, when we made that video, I don't think we had 100 subscribers.
2: No, we didn't. Nope
3: we did not and that thing did like 500 in the first two
0: weeks
1: yeah right. that's what it is yeah because it's the yeah, content have that a people hundred, yeah
0: followers
2: no we didn't no word that up was yeah. our fifth That. that's why like we didn't
3: have a lot at all yeah, that's, it's, our, it's, that's, that's our fifth episode
1: yeah that's that's right. what it is that's what people don't understand about this and they, they get lost in the numbers and all that shit it's all about the close proximity to whoever it is you connect with and then what you talking about. The stuff that y'all talking about, like if you talk about a Mariah Carey, if you talk about a Beyonce, you're going to get high numbers just because and they not even maybe a subscriber or whatever. they just interested because that's the, who you're talking about. That's who they want to see. All right, what the fuck they talking about over here? They better be talking right about my girl because it's their fan. So They're like, they going to make sure whatever it is you're talking about, but it's like People, if you get at least 10% of your followers to rock with you in terms of the engagement, you're going to be straight. And even yeah, if, yeah. even if that's why it's cool. Just like I got this shirt. I think I, I don't even know. I thought it was cool that y'all got this right off the bat because it was like, it's cool because it's y'all. And it, it actually reminded me of like back in the day of like them t-shirts that, you know, that had, you remember um, the NBA that had them, the Magic Johnson type of uh Animated. Yes. That's what it reminded me of, and yes. I was like, "That's why I wanted it." And it was cool. I was like, "I thought it was cool that y'all y'all named the way the the graphics and stuff was on it." I'm showing right. it to so y'all can see it. The the promo, whatever.
0: But,
1: <laughs> but I, I got a few more. I'm a, I'm gonna play the game, which you only got a little bit. Just quick little easy questions. Then you already know. I think Jr. I think you played this game. Yes, before, that
2: was the one. game. Yes. that was the one. Gonna, y'all. This is the one of them. The questions Q Lynn kind of went off on me in the episode because I picked. It was one of them that I picked, and she was like, "No hell no!" And I was like, "I can't oh. even <laughs> I gotta look it up. I got I got an archive on the website.
1: I gotta look it up because I
2: don't remember what I said. <laughs> yes, it was, uh, yes. I, I don't know if you to ask the question, but it was between one the two, and I went with the other one. You was like, "Oh right. hell no, no." I got- <laughs> oh. I, I think I I calmed
1: down since then, Jr. That radio, radio Q line is a different radio Q and, that's that's and, that's and
2: that's podcast Q in two different-, different-, different. I think I, I don't you think you feel mean, it right. But the way you broke it down, the way you broke it down, I was like, it makes sense though. So I, I was right. like, all right, I got you, I got you. I was just like,
1: okay. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Listen, I've changed since then. It's it's mostly just a... I I, I realize I'm a troll. I'm I'm a real-life troll with that game. It's just just complete nonsense. But before we get to that, I was going to ask y'all... I love asking uh, guests this question just to get a feel of that era. I'm sure I already know what y'all are gonna say though. In terms of like listening devices, what was y'all, I like asking guests what's their first listening device? What was your first listening device? Like a like a, a cassette, an A-track cassette player or CD? What, what was it? Vinyl. <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm talking about.
2: Mine was the vinyl. I mean, yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> it was no choice, like. That that's what my family had. That's what we were listening to. That's why I knew at three years old how to put the spider into the forty five. Like I knew that. So it was like vinyls was it for me. That was my first like listening to music. That was me. That was me. Yeah, definitely vinyl, but um but yeah,
3: I had a warping that I think I got what year did was the four one come out? Ninety two. Ninety two.
2: Ninety two
1: so
3: in No, yeah, that Christmas I got a Walkman and I got what's the four one one tape, and I think a Keith Sweat making last forever. Ooh, nice. That's why I thought that so much because that was one of the first like that was my
0: music.
3: Right. No. Right. Yeah. I, my uncle gave me a Walkman and then he gave me money to go and buy tape and I bought what's well, a 411 and I got it. Make it last Something else,
0: Something else, mm. else that was single.
1: That was like a maxi single but I can't remember. Ah. Okay. Now I'm going to ask y'all what was your first purchase? I know you just said it but was that your first purchase ever? What was your first purchase you bought with your own money?
2: <sighs> hmm. Oh God. I'm trying to think because I'm, I'm thinking uh, the first time my mom let me go into a, rec- uh, uh, a record store to buy one, but it wasn't my money. But people always laugh at me, so I tell this story. My mom gave me $20 to go buy Queen Pins, my melody. That was the Nice. <laughs> yeah. She got that, and I went and brought that, and it was the cigarette joint, and then she had it with the cigarette box and, and all that. But I think... The first album that I actually brought with my own money had to probably be the Mary album. The Mary album with my own money. I I saved my money and I knew because it came out literally two weeks after my birthday. It came out August the 17th and my birthday was July 29th. So I ended up knowing that I'm going to get money. So I was like, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. saving my money. Mary's coming out. It's going to be my own money. And I went and I brought the Mary album. So that was my first album I brought with my own money. The Mary album,
1: yeah. Nice. Mary, mm. yeah. I love the cover. I love, you. Oh, I fell in love with that album just from the cover alone because she has a scar. I don't know if you can see, you probably can't see it on this camera, but I got a little, that scar she got, I got a similar scar on my face. And I was like, I connected with her off that alone because she highlighted it i i, I love that album just for the cover alone because it was uh, uh we we had the same similar scar and i thought it was cool yeah
2: got it yeah yeah. yeah. i love the mary album. what
1: you can't see it most of the time you can't see it on camera but it's there if i look at mary you go see it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah love mary love mary down love it love it yeah oh yeah and i'm gonna ask i love asking i usually ask Mount rushmore's i'm tired of park. i feel like you know like how you think like this can't be a coincidence that all y'all motherfuckers doing the same thing i think they be because i do the four Mount rushmore's i stopped doing it after a while because it's like why every damn show doing this
0: now like what
1: where y'all getting this from
0: mm-hmm. but yeah but
1: instead of that I, I was gonna ask y'all that but i'm gonna ask y'all instead because of course we, we everybody does best singers the best artist of all time, but I'm just going to ask y'all, like kind of similar to like what I asked y'all in the beginning of the introduction to music. Who is it for you in terms of just, like when you say the pinnacle, like just downright, however you feel about their vocals, whatever it is, however it it touches your soul. Who is, who's that for y'all? The pinnacle. Who's the pinnacle singer for y'all?
3: Donnie has yes. <laughs> on my arm. My heaven.
2: Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, my favorite singer, i i say this all the time, is Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight is something about her voice that did something to me at five years old, I was playing the Super Nintendo in my room, and my mom was, this is college, and she was out there, and neither one of us came on, and I lie to you not, I dropped my remote control, my, my controller, and ran out and was like, Mom, who is this? And she was like, hmm. that's Gladys Knight, baby. And I was like, I don't know what about her. Now I done knew Aretha. Now, Aretha, I know you in heaven. Don't be mad now. But I knew Aretha. You know what I'm saying? I knew Patty. I knew all of them. But it was something about Gladys' voice that touched my soul more than anybody. Mm. And for that, she is my favorite singer. Period. I finally got to see her live. I boo the whole time. Like I got oh, the whole time because I finally got to hear her do neither one of us live, and then Mm. she did did, uh, the joint for Claudia not making her happy moments to be invisible. I just could not, Mm. I was done. I was done. That woman's voice still, because she Mm. know how to take down some keys, (laughs) y'all.
0: She knows that
2: she's not that 70s and 60s and 80s and 90s Gladys anymore. She knows that her jump done took down a peg. So I'ma need some of our 90 singers that actually debuted in the 90s. And it's one of them we just talked about, who I love to death. Her need to take down a key. And uh the other one that we talked about the guy that got an album entitled Music Box need to take it down a key too. Cause we know you ain't hitting them, them, them high notes. you not hitting them, girl. That's studio. I don't I don't care what you say. <laughs> I don't care what you say. And for you, Mariah Carey fans, I gotta say this mess. Yes, at least give me all of that. I gotta say this. That Grammy performance that she did with Fly Like a Bird and We Belong Together. If y'all thinking that ain't lit, something wrong with y'all. That's all I got to say. Y'all thinking that's her best <laughs> performance ever in all this, that woman lit that because how she go from yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah to Girl, I'm sorry, y'all. Mariah fans, can come at me all you want to, but it's the truth. She lived that joint. Mariah been living ever since 2000. Don't
0: lie. Ooh. I
2: had to go. Somebody actually tried me today. They came, they tried me today, on, and it was like, oh. Mariah, that performance is one of the best Grammy performances. Okay, and why? And it was like because, oh my God, that
3: is something I do. I said, For
0: oh, who? man, that That's what I'm going to say.
3: Just watch the album. Because it was. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man.
1: I don't it know. I don't- <laughs> oh, man. Y'all may listen, y'all fans may give it to y'all there. I'll 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 really go in that their heart over ride, so they may give it to when they hear this
3: episode. was being nice, So Right,
1: right, right. You gotta yeah, made it
3: out. <laughs> we didn't say the only thing we well, the only thing we did come for was live performance. We didn't come for the music. We came for live performance and her stage present. And people, oh what well, Person went in. I'm so sorry, but if you even go back and read the publications from back then, they was mm-hmm. talking about this very thing in real time. Yes, for sure. Then
2: he tried to show. Then he tried to and put a, a, a video. Also, on.
3: I was there. I was a teenager in the '90s. Like, come right. on. I was yeah. a teenager and grown in the '90s. Like, come on. Right. I was and there.
2: And then he tried to put us a thing. He said, yo, y'all talking about live performances. Check this out. So I went thinking that, ooh, we about to get something serious. I said, Elise, what the hell is this? (laughs) this?" I was like, she's not giving up. But Mariah has said it herself. She's a studio rat. She said it. It wasn't nothing Mm. we lied about. That's why I'm like, y'all just want your favorite artists to be perfect. And they're not perfect. I need y'all to understand that like
3: right. stand
1: culture sucks i'm sorry it's sorry. you it's listen it's so you I you it perfectly go ahead
3: i can sit and talk about my favorite artists and everything i say ain't gonna be great now i'm talking about favorite favorite. yeah mm-hmm. we can sit and talk about donny and i'll tell you the flaws we can talk about stevie i can tell you where it didn't work and and those are my music gods
0: mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. You
3: know, yeah. I could, I could, but I, I can talk I, I can be critical of things that didn't mm-hmm. go right
0: That's I don't mm-hmm. know them. Right. I
3: don't know Donnie rest the soul and I don't know Stevie I,
0: right.
3: I, I may never meet him in my lifetime so yeah. what is this loyalty that I have to have to them because they're my faves Did players fuck up too
0: mm-hmm. that part
2: <laughs> Hello? So that's why I'll just be like, y'all stand coach, you need to go ahead for real, for real. Because again, I love Gladys, but we ain't gonna talk about the albums. Love you, girl.
3: I can say <laughs> bad things about the artists I love, and I can give you good things about the artists that I don't love. You don't like. She goes both right. ways.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Whether you need to be comforted, soothed,
3: or relaxed, soul saviness got you. The ultimate getaway. You are listening to the Sounds of Soul Saviness Podcast, where we are sure to put your mind, body, and soul at ease.